This podcast represents the opinions of Katie Allen, PA, and guests of her show. The content is for informational purposes only and in no way sets up a patient relationship. Consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Now, here's Katie Allen. Ears hang low. Do they wobble to the floor? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? All right, we're talking about the earlobes here. And we've got a lot of different things that make the earlobes look unattractive. And it's crazy because it's such a tiny thing, but it really does make a difference. So we're going to talk about those earlobes in a couple of different ways, what happens to them that makes them unattractive, and also what are some things that we can do to make them look just a little bit more perky, and honestly, just so that we can stop thinking about them and not let something that's so tiny consume any of our thoughts. I'm Katie Allen. I'm a physician assistant. I've been working in plastic surgery under Dr. Glenn Walton for over 15 and a half years. This is just one of the tiny things that we do that can make people pretty dang happy. The earlobe doesn't really matter until it looks ugly. So again, I'm going to go through a couple of different things that can happen with the earlobes, kind of make them look unattractive, which that means all of a sudden that we're looking at them. And in general, we kind of want to ignore them. The earlobe is oftentimes supporting a decorative item like an earring, and sometimes that highlights the problems that are involved or the trauma that's occurred to this area, whether intentionally or unintentionally. So I'm going to go through, first off, let's talk about the earlobe as a whole, even when it comes to aging. So when it comes to aging, we get deflation of the earlobe. It normally starts out where kind of when we're younger, it's a little fattier looking, a little fuller. And then as we age, it typically looks like it deflates, which gives the appearance more like it's dangling as it's looking deflated and even can have the appearance like it's a little longer. And when we put earrings in this area, that dangle then doesn't support the earring as well, which makes the earring not look as pretty. And oftentimes we're trying to highlight that and also just gives the appearance kind of like a floppy substance instead of something that, again, is either to highlight the earring itself, and now it's highlighting this thing that makes it look aged. So what can we do with a deflated earlobe, especially if it still has a nice piercing hole, meaning that piercing is still centrally located? We can add filler. You know, I love filler already. We can add filler to the area. The choice of the filler to use is up to the injector themselves. I've seen excellent results with this. Typically, it takes me around a syringe of a hyaluronic acid total, meaning about a half a syringe each side. Sometimes I can get away with a little bit less, but I'll also tell folks, hey, let's do this. I think you're going to be happy. You might come back. It's going to cost under $1,000 typically to do that, and that is only going to be successful if the positioning of the piercing is still in a good location. So I find in a lot of people it still is. Sometimes it's that one side is better than the other, which means we need to address the piercing hole in the location of the hole itself. But other than that, we can add some kind of a filler of substance to that area to repercify that word up, add filler back to that area so that when they put the earrings in, it's kind of like a useful earlobe. The other thing that we see with earlobes, gauges, which is kind of a fancier word for saying someone taking that piercing and then stretching the piercing out. Sometimes when that hole is stretched to a variety of sizes, it's not going to go back to that original hole, especially once you get to larger sizes. I've seen this a lot with folks needing to enter the military or in corporate jobs where they would like this area revised so that it doesn't look like the earlobe is dangling with a big hole in the middle of it, which doesn't look great. And you can see through the other side, which is kind of funny anyway. So we can go in there and surgically revise this area. Uh, When I say that, it's really quite a simple procedure, similar to a dentist visit. Somebody 
comes in, the area is marked. The larger that that central hole or gauge was, that means that it's a little bit more tedious of a procedure, but the outcome is still excellent. So in general, if somebody does come in with a larger gauge uh, where that piercing was, a larger hole, then they come in, we mark the area with a lovely marker. We then numb up the area very nicely, kind of like a fancy dentist visit. And then the tissues are removed that surround that hole or opening. Then they're sewn back together raw tissue meets raw tissue. And a black suture or stitch is placed on the outside of that earlobe. Try to line that up very nicely. That stitch stays in place for about seven to nine days, a little bit longer than when we leave stitches in for the face, just to give it a little bit more time for it to heal. Don't want to leave it any longer than that, or it can cause some scarring that we don't like. And then if somebody does want to re-pierce the area, they can do that at about three months afterward. Many of my folks with large gauges are not wishing to re-pierce that area, but I do like them to know that if they do choose to re-pierce the area, they can re-pierce that about three months later. As most of the procedures that I discuss, that is a cosmetic procedure, but typically is under $1,000 and has a very nice recovery with very little downtime. The other common thing that I see with earlobes is where the actual piercing site has either been stretched out over time through heavy earrings or just, again, gravity overall with any ear piercing, etc., or that there's been a trauma that's occurred where maybe somebody had a dangling earring and then it got caught maybe in a sweater and caused a tearing of the actual piercing site. What we can do is very similar to what I just just discussed with the gauges is those being stretched or torn over time. We can go in there and have the patient meet with us. We can mark that very nicely. And just again, similar to a dentist visit, we can just numb that area up, excise the tissues that are involved, sew those back together with a nice little black suture, and then have the patient return for removal of that stitch within seven to nine days. We'll take that out. Then we can look at repiercing the area, usually within another two to three months. In our practice, this is typically under $1,000 as well, even to do both sides. Every practice is different, but for us, we include the re-piercing in the original cost of the repair. And then we do ask folks to bring their own studs with them, trying to make sure that it's not something that has been reactive in the past. And we do tell them not to use something that has a pearl because we will soak these stud-like earrings into a alcohol solution and pearls don't like that alcohol-like solution. They can't change out those stud-like earrings for about six weeks. And then I will tell each patient, please try to avoid heavy-like earrings to the area and be cautious with things that dangle. I ain't gonna lie. I like the big things and the bright things, but those things can cause some strain on the actual piercing site itself. So we need to be careful with anything that's of weight. The other thing that I can say is in the meantime, while somebody is waiting for repair, uh, or even if they've had the repair and they just want to give the earlobe a little bit of a support, is that there are actual support patches that can be placed behind the earlobe which helped to support the earring. That doesn't help the issue permanently, but it can support the area or something that you might want to use for a little extra support after the earlobe repair itself. And yes, I have had some individuals which we have repaired a stretched out or a torn piercing to an earlobe. And then we've gone back and filled that earlobe several months later just to give the extra aha moment. I'm thankful to work in a field where we have both complex and simple repairs that we were able to do and make people quite happy. It's a win-win situation. I hope you have learned some of the options that we have for earlobes and earlobe repair to highlight those beautiful earrings that we all want to wear. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. Thank you again for taking the time to download, comment, and review on this podcast episode itself. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram and at Make Me Pretty Podcast, and I love to hear your feedback from things. I'm also on Facebook at 